Hey, how you doing? This is Kirk. This is Delarius. And it's been several weeks since I posted a new podcast. But it's the new year, 2020. And one of my goals for this year is to do more. I find that other than working my day job and balancing my family activities, I'm not doing as much as I want in order to get the most out of my life. So this year I'm making a commitment to doing more instead of looking at a screen and watching other people do. So that means doing more of my job at home with regards to my physical and mental well-being and, of course, this podcast. And speaking of doing, my guest today really exemplifies this. Elio Rubenstein, not his real name, just FYI, a.k.a. the Tiger King, and you'll find out why if you listen to the show, has walked a super interesting, if not meandering, path through life. He's had a myriad of life experiences, everything from being a teenage security guard to inventing the world's best drum tuner and turning it into a business with his dad, to teaching English in China, and now to pursuing an advanced degree in machine learning. But equally important, this character is just plain funny. He makes me laugh a lot. And so I wanted to catch up with him and his adventures through life, which... He seems to follow like the path of flowing water. It's never stressful or anxious about where it's leading. Uh, he calmly and deliberately rambles on. And so I hope you are as entertained as much as I am by this guy. Uh, I hope he puts a smile on your face. So here he is, Elio Elliot, the Tiger King. Welcome. I, it's been a long time since I've talked to you. It's been, how long has it yeah. been? How long has it been? Uh, I think oh, about a year. You know, we've chatted back and forth a few times. Uh, yeah. Maybe last December or something. But yeah, it's been a year since we were. You know, you're kind of a hard. You're a hard guy to track down. I don't. I don't know if you know this, but you have a, like very minimal digital footprint. Yeah, <laughs> I have like. Uh, yeah, I went through a little thing where I was just like distracted by. Uh, you know, you got your Instagram for for a while. Okay. I was just anti, I was I was like anti social media. Like I was well, never into. I mean, it sounds like you're anti social media now because I looked I looked you up. Like, so do usually what I do when I talk to people here is I will do a little research ahead of time. You know, oh. <laughs> so I, I look around. There's not much online about you. You're like an enigma. Like what? Who is the real Elliot yeah. So to get so to get an interview with this guy, it's so elusive. At, yeah, it's so I mean, elusive. Joe, Joe Rogan's been calling me. Yeah, uh, Kirk's calling me. You caught me on a good day. You caught me on a good day. No, what you're in? Um, you're in British Columbia right now. Is that right? You're in what Vancouver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I am hard to track. And when you're I when I track. came here, how'd you get into Canada? I, you're gonna be able to get back into the country. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, it was not easy. Um, like, well, no, it's the kind of thing. It's like if you have, um, I don't have a DUI, but like if you have, um, you know, it's, you know, you shouldn't drink and drive, but it, it's common, right? And yeah. like if you have a DUI or maybe you were arrested for weed like 15 years ago. It's on you, your record. You probably won't get in, it, but they leave mm. it up in there. They're like, maybe it's up to their uh, yeah. discretion. Uh, but it's sad because most of my friends, you know, everyone's got to made a mistake here or there. And of I'm, course. My friends, 
my friends are like, uh, yeah, yeah, let me, I'd love to come and visit. You know, they're probably full of shit anyway. They're, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, who knows if they have the money or who, you know, right. who knows. Well, but, they get um, to Vancouver. Yeah, it's this far, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they actually have you. So we're, me and my, my one buddy is like, maybe I could just walk across the border. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's not like Mexico. Like we, there's no, there's not, there's no, yeah. There's no, there's, yeah, there's this highway zero in BC in British Columbia that just goes right along the border. Yeah. And I was kind of looking in, I was kind of humoring him. I was like, well, what would that look like if you just want to walk in? And I found there was a hotel called Smugglers Inn right, <laughs> right on the border on this highway zero. And this guy was running this business. It was a bed and breakfast. And you just walk in from, walk from the border and then. Uh, have a bacon, egg and it was cheese. Like, yeah, have a bacon Canadian, egg and Canadian and then, bacon. Yeah, they're going to bacon. <laughs> And I'm still wearing my, uh, you know, Canadian tuxedos. Yeah, I see uh, that. Yeah. I, I didn't get the memo. These have gone out of fashion, <laughs> apparently. Wait, so now, uh, so so you're in Vancouver now. Now, when I, okay, so when I last talked to you about a year ago, you know, we had, you, we had done some work together, you know, back in the yeah, old yeah. days. We had oh, done we some did work together. Work. You know, now when we work together, first of all, I never knew what the hell you did, actually. Like, you were a node Java engineers that i don't know what it, what that really meant yeah sanitizing the html you were sick yeah. you were sanitizing the html are you still doing that kind of work no so that's a yeah i mean geez you never knew what i was doing okay well that was nice <laughs> of you to, that was nice of you to keep me on as uh you know one of our co-founders um that's correct for you. Yeah. No, I was doing most of the, a lot of the node development like uh, of course stuff. i love you know, nodes. You, 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 yeah 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 Bit working on the chatbots stuff, yeah. but um, yeah, I was uh, you know, once I was gone, I was uh, kind of made a point to enjoy like a few months off. Well, so you this know, is, I mean, the theme of the show here is living large, and you're certainly doing that. Like when I texted you, you're like, "Well, I'm snowboarding in British Columbia." I mean, like this is what you're doing every day. Oh, no, man, I, I talk <laughs> about doing it every day. Oh, like yeah, yeah, you're back in the was, grind. Yesterday, no. Yesterday, I was going snowboarding, but yeah. I didn't. I you didn't, didn't go. You know? <laughs> I just told everyone, "Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm going tomorrow." You guys want to go? And, yeah, yeah. and then, and then the Monday, oh, how was it, Elliot? No, but I, yeah, but the, like, yeah. So, so, I, so I took, I took like a uh, few months off, and I was like traveling. I kind of really wanted to. Uh, I don't know, like, may I? I wanted to take some time off, but I wanted to make the most of it and not just like, yeah. you know, Netflix for like three months or like yeah. party. But you New had York like, or, but you, so you moved to New York, but you had saved enough money. You had enough money to be able to take a few months off, right? Which is like kind of a luxury unless you're like, yeah, it was definitely you, a luxury. Like you had, you know, I, got, big, I, got a, I got a few investments here and there. You yeah. Know, <laughs> and, and you got some side hustle. What are your, yeah, you got some side yeah. hustles. Yeah. You gotta. What's the term? Um, diversify. Yeah, I, di- <laughs> I diversify. You diversify. Yeah. So I, nice. I had a little bit coming in, but it was, you know, it was the the the, the listeners won't be able to see, but this is a downward trajectory. <laughs> uh, it looks upwards to me as you did that with your hand. Maybe it's the no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, 
Yeah, no, it was, it was enough. I was floating. I was floating on that for a bit. And then I around, yeah, it was fun. So I was like, I was like, had a goal to like get better at surfing. Oh yeah. Um, Cause like I was, bucket, I was always, bucket list item. yeah, bucket list, you know, mm-hmm. uh, starting early on those. And, um, mm. yeah, so I did some surfing. I travel a lot in South and Central America and I was trying to, what's that? You did, yeah. So you're they let you into all kinds of countries. Yeah, but Canada, you know, I don't Canada know. Canada was rough. Your your homeland. Yeah. yeah so well, you man, traveled. Like, yeah, I traveled. I was surfing a bit. I was trying to I was making a point to get a little bit better at Spanish, but I didn't I didn't make it as far on that as I would have liked. But uh, you know. how are you how are you studying Spanish? Because as a matter of fact, I just started day one of Spanish today on Duolingo. Literally before I all right well, called uh, you. first don't test don't test me anything in interview, <laughs> but uh, don't put me on the spot but yeah no uh duolingo, i got one day duolingo duolingo is great and then um and then i figured okay i'll just do duolingo um mm-hmm. no i took a spanish class oh you like did person spanish class as well i mean it wasn't super effective but it was it just kept me on a schedule right yeah and then and then and then from there i was like okay let me just spend like probably altogether, I spent maybe a couple months in like South yeah. Central America, and you know, yeah, that helped a lot. That, that, that helped a lot. But so now, and you also, you you are a man of many languages because I know you you are you used to at least speak Mandarin, correct? Yeah, yeah, I used to. Um, I guess I still do, but it's I've lost a lot of it. But yeah, I, I kind of ended up in China out of lack of other options in. Um, was that after college you were you went to China? Yeah, so in college I had big dreams, you know, I was headed to Wall Street, you know. Yeah. <laughs> were you a business you know, major? You are a business stock. major? I'm a business man. <laughs> uh, no, I was uh we didn't well we no, we did have a business program. I had um the econ program. It tricked me into doing the econ program because I kind of liked it. In high school I wasn't much of a student. I wasn't really into high school. That surprises me, Elliot. Does it? Yeah, because I thought you would have been like right up to top of the class, kind of, you know, reading <laughs> ex- know. extraneous books. No, yeah. I think I had a system in like senior year where I'd go like mon- Mondays, I would go half day, and then Tuesdays, yeah. I would go that, I would go the afternoons. And so I literally go to half school. But anyway, so, you know, that kind of limits your options. You of know? course. That, that kind of record. And uh, my, my, I used to visit my brother at CU Boulder. Oh man, what a place! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I'm 17, visiting my brother. He's we're partying, and you know, they're in the mountains out there, enjoying the mountains. And I'm like, wow, this. You you could take I think your younger brother to any college, and you'd be oh like, yeah, oh this is awesome, right? And um, of course, that was especially awesome. It seemed like, but I didn't think I had a, a chance there. So I just applied to like three colleges that I was like, yeah, it's kind of like a CU Boulder. Like they're yeah. like snowboarding was a priority. That was, like that was my, your top priority. That was like, that's what you yeah. wanted. Top priority. Yeah, which is kind of strange when you look at colleges, but yeah. So I applied to like <laughs> three places out West and they were all kind of dispersed. They were all over the place. So I didn't visit any of them. And um, Montana just had good snowboarding near it. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's probably kind of like, UC Boulder. It's beautiful. That, it? uh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. But 
you know, I, I didn't, I didn't check it out. I just showed up. At oh, you just State. showed up. Really? <laughs> you never, yeah, yeah I didn't, I didn't visit cause, cause there was one in Colorado, one in Montana and one yeah. in like Southern Colorado. So I was like, I'm not going to take three trips. That sounds like a lot. I'm kind of just like, I usually just take, you know, I'm, I'm just lazy about decisions <laughs> like that. So I was like, yeah, Montana, that, that'll work. Let's, let's just go with it. And then I showed up uh, for orientation. I'm like, kind of weird out here kind of kind of ugly actually <laughs> so like, you didn't like it it's beautiful well, the, the scenery is beautiful but you didn't like the the actual buildings town i think i'm used to you know east coast you got all these trees so you can't see mm. you can't see the strip malls on the next block but you know when you go <laughs> west and everything's dry like like a city like denver you know you got like the yeah. mountains in the background oh yeah but but all the ugliness there's nothing blocking it there's no foliage you know so but it's whatever you're, you're you know. saying strip malls are ugly i don't what's there's this there's yeah. an inherent beauty in shopping you can't do new jersey without strip malls but no. um but yeah no i mean no this the, the town was all right but then i showed up and I, I i thought i mean i loved it i loved it i think it was good for me if i had gone to a party school you know uh who knows it could have gone either way, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was easy to study there. There wasn't much going you'd, on. You'd have never got back into Canada. No, never, never. <laughs> uh, um, and then, yeah, and then I think you grow up somewhere. You know, I grew up in the northeast of Massachusetts, and yeah. I thought you think you have this little bubble, and you think everyone's kind of like, um, you know, you think everyone in America is kind of like similar kind of. That's right. People. And then I, I showed up there and I was like, wow, these people are really different. And I just, oh. I think I didn't, yeah, believe it or not, yeah, was, people are different in Montana, you know? <laughs> um, ranchers, yeah. Ranch. Life care. Yeah. Me, me and the cattle ranchers didn't have that much in common. So, uh, <laughs> from coming from the East Coast, no. Yeah. So, so then yeah. you went, you decided you wanted some big grand adventure after college and you were, you had to decide to go to China. Did you have any Chinese, uh, education background before you decided to move to China? No, but, well, no, it's kind of like the move to Montana. It was like, uh, you're I just going to go. Happened, I think what happened was I was looking for like some finance type stuff. I was studying um, econ and I was pretty into, I got, I got into, into school when I was in college um because like i injured myself while i was in college so i couldn't even do that much outdoor stuff so i got pretty into like the academics and i was having fun with that but i couldn't find like this was like 2009 right as the recession was like mm. really hitting and so to get into like finance or anything like that especially from montana was just like a, a, an uphill battle so i had been yeah. doing like manual labor and I was like, hmm. during the summers, and I was like, well, I found some gig like teaching Chinese kind of Wait, through a friend. All, can I pause you there for a second? No, sorry, it's not teaching Chinese. I need to pause you English. because I can't see you doing manual labor. Let me tell you, Kirk, I've done it all. I've been working since I was 14. I started oh, yeah. at the you know, market basket. Um, for a while, I was like building pools. But Building pools, but I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. It wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> it's not hard to be digging the hole. Yeah, there was a fair amount of digging, but these well, these were above ground. So, um, <laughs> but these were like the Lamborghini of above ground pools. They were what like. Is the pretty, if, I can't even imagine what that what that would be oh, like. That's a company called. I wish I could plug them right now. They're out of Topsfield. They're great, great pools. Mm. You're looking for a. Uh, 
above ground. Um, no, but not. yeah, you still have to dig. You still have to dig and set up the the kind of foundation and you yeah. Know, um, yeah, just stuff like that. Or I did like random stuff, like a oh, security guard. Um, you were security guard. Wait, yeah, how yeah. how old were you when you were a security guard? I think I was like nineteen. <laughs> they let you. They hired you as a security guard. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen. I, I came on and they were like, they they asked you when you come on. They said, do you have any uh, record? Any you know? Conv-? And I said no. Uh, or maybe I, was, I must have been seventeen or eighteen. I think I was in court for some things. So I was Ugh. like, no, and I really needed a job. And so, yeah, it was, it was kind of chill. Like there was a few different gigs. They said I was at the mall was the most embarrassing one. I was the mall <laughs> guard for a bit. And then. And did you ever have said, to like, did you have to like shake anybody down? No, they wouldn't. Your, your tools are your, your eyes, <laughs> your pen pad. You know, it's kind of like those ads in the subway, you know, with the, with the cop and the canine and the gun and then yeah. the civilian with the eyes ears you know uh so they didn't let you they they didn't let you pack you weren't packing heat they they told me not to but you know uh, (laughs) it's kind of vigilante uh did you have to wear a uniform did you have to were you wearing like yeah oh god yeah i did i mean i would love to not have to wear this (laughs) they didn't let me get it fitted properly a little big so yeah, yeah, I was working at the Lord and Taylor. You, know? you, had to, you had to grow into, you had to go to the food court, eat your way into that suit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then you go shop. You get a little fifteen minute breaks, and you go shopping around Lord and Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this nice little terry cloth polo I might pick up uh, when I get my paycheck. And there goes your paycheck. That's why you don't there work goes. in the mall, all right? It's consumerism. Yeah. But then, then they had some. Then they had some better gigs. They'd send me to. Um, there was a strike at a quarry. And they're kind of just like, make sure no one comes um, and breaks shit, like, because there's a strike. And I guess that's what people do. They like, wait, come at, and the, fuck with at, shit. at a quarry? Yeah, a quarry strike. I guess they're unionized or something. Oh, know. and they were going to come and like steal the rocks. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> think that would be too much work. I think that's the whole problem. They didn't want to move the rocks. They just oh, they didn't want to move them. But, um, no, so I you, think maybe they were they were they were afraid that they someone would break the equipment. I don't know. Oh, they just yeah, need someone yeah. to look over look over the site while it was shut down the, during the thing. Damn, and that, must, that, that must have been a little stressful. Like, you, I mean, I can imagine you as a nineteen year old kid with your oversized security guard, <laughs> yeah, waiting waiting I mean, for was, all these tough guys uh, to come and like break a tractor with their bare hands. No, that was the chillest one. That one was good because you just go there. You had t- like a twelve hour shift. And they had two rules. They're like, no pornography and no sleeping. <laughs> That's and, the only you know, two rules? I feel yeah, like- that was it. And I was like, okay, I, yeah, well, put me in for this one whenever you can. And you could do whatever you want. You'd read books, you know. Um, but not yeah. Harlequins. <laughs> I don't know what a Harlequin is. but oh, yeah, I do. It's like a romance so, novel. It's like a yeah, romance yeah. That would be, you might be able to argue your way out of that one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah n- nothing with Fabio on the cover. Yeah, um, yeah right. Uh, romance novel. <laughs> but, but that was That's chill. towing the line. But then they'd give me, the worst one they gave me was, like, they were like, um, there's these people that are working at the 7-Eleven in North Lawrence. And I was kind of familiar <laughs> with Lawrence. Cause I lived next to Lawrence in, in, um, in Andover. Mm. And... And I knew the 7-Eleven they were talking about. And I knew the neighborhood. And they were like, I think the, P, they, the, the people there are stealing from it. And you just need to stand <laughs> there all night 
and make sure they don't steal. And I was like, oh man, I'm gonna get, gonna be, I was gonna get a swirly or something at the very least. And um, I was like, yeah, I can't do that. I'm not gonna do that. And oh, so you turned it away. Like, you turned that gig down. Yeah. I turned that down. That was that was tough for me actually, because I'm I'm kind of a yes man, you know. So I didn't, I didn't know whether I was allowed to, because they just tell you this is your gig tomorrow. You're like, I was no, I, yeah, yeah, I can't do the Seven Eleven. <laughs> They're gonna. Yeah, no, I was just like, that's that's a hairy job. I'm not, you know, ten dollars an hour. Yeah, it's probably like nine seventy five an hour. Right. It's a like an overnight shift at Seven Eleven in the. Oh the man, the graveyard shift. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, and then I wake tough. up the next morning and, and my mom was, I told my mom about it. I was like, I'm not going to do that. And she's like, well, whatever. <laughs> and then the next morning it was like, there was a riot right at that uh, street corner. So oh, so like, you were okay, like, yeah. a, you were a sage to not you know, <laughs> yeah, go, in, go into like that the LA riots over there. They <laughs> yeah. don't want to be the, the, the security guard. No, I would have got it. I tell you, late um, night at the <clears throat> 2 a.m. at the 7-Eleven, anywhere is, uh, anywhere, is, uh, yeah. is a little bit dicey. Well, and it was the fact that I was like s- surveilling the employees. Like, if I could like yeah. chat with the employees, and if I was just one of them, then oh, you cool. had to sur- I, yeah, I was surveilling the employees. That was the real thing. If I was just looking for people stealing, I think I, that would have been no problem. But I was coming in there as an enemy of like oh, the employees. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Like, because they're oh, like yeah. they think they're stealing. And then uh, that's the only job I got fired from because I was like, I said, oh, I don't have a record. But I, then it came out that I was, I had some like, I don't know, I was in court for something silly, you know. Oh. I used to smoke when I was younger and something silly mm. like that. So I was yeah. like, all right, whatever. So that, yeah, the, the only time I got fired, that was a good one though. Wow. And um, Wait, no. I just, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, so this job leads to, so now somehow we're getting to China, but I want you to continue on this path, continue down this path. Well, so those are the alternatives for me. You know, <laughs> young man. I'm a young man. I'm working really hard in the, the, the college program. Yes. But, um, and all these jobs were all, no, these jobs weren't in college. Well, these were summer gigs. These were all in mass, which yeah. were really fun because like, that's what I'm saying. I miss people in Massachusetts, Maine. The northeast yeah. that like when you're working kind of a, a normal job like that they're just the yeah. best characters you're dealing mm. with but i, I did all, everything all these embarrassing jobs and so i'm just getting to that because that was the alternative like i even worked uh, you know canopy uh, lake park okay yeah yeah no lake i don't park. know it. no uh, it's like a really it's like a low tier amusement park oh and and so i was running the rides you know <laughs> And I was running the Psychodrome. It was kind of like a club ride where they had these rides. They'd spin around and play techno music, and I just pressed on and off. <laughs> it was pretty chill. I was like the DJ <laughs> of, the, of the Psychodrome. <laughs> but then they moved me over to the, the roller coaster. Wait, so yeah. you showed such promise pressing that on-off button. Yeah. This they moved you to the roller coaster. And what do, you get? No. You get a, what do you got there, a lever you pull, you're pulling? Well, if it was just the lever, I would have been fine. But this is when I had to leave the job. Is they're like, okay, now now we need you to be the guy on the microphone. Oh. And, you know, the, hello, riders, welcome to you know the roller coaster. Wait, this is yeah. like I could see you being like it, like a, an all star at this. Yeah, this is like I think thing. I think if I I think I wasn't as outgoing then, and and mm. I was just in, I was just like I felt like I was like destined for a little greater things than canopy like park at <laughs> it was one thing if it was i was 17 but i was like i was probably like 19 20 i was like oh. i'm too old i can't be doing this you know oh so it was a turning point for you you said listen i gotta get my act together 
Well, yeah, but I, I think I did it for the whole summer. But no, 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 I didn't do it for the whole summer because I remember um, they asked me to do the Hello Riders, you know. Did you do that? Rhymes. Um, I did it for a day, and then I was like, <laughs> day. I can't, I'm not coming back. I can't. Yeah, it's, so, and then I think I found some. Then, yeah, then. I, but I have done labor. I did like masonry with my friend for a while, and I actually like yeah. that. Like, oh, masonry. Like, wow. Yeah, I like that. You're like busy. The day goes by really quickly. Mm-hmm. You get a workout, and and frankly, well, it's physically tiring. But yeah, it's a different kind of. Uh, I'll say like software development is tiring in, mm, in its mentally. own way. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I actually like the masonry thing. No, that wasn't too long. But well, plus it seems like you when you're doing masonry, like at the end of the day, you can actually see like what you accomplished. There, there it is. Yeah. Look at, look yeah. at what I built. No, sometimes on these apps, you know, it's uh, right. Yeah, well, no, sometimes no, you're still built. Yeah, I mean, you still get the same. You, you do. I feel like that is, yeah, as an engineer, you feel like you'd still get that kind of. Yeah, I think that's the joy that a lot of people get get out of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, sorry to take you through, you know that. But oh, I, I love this. Keep going. You. Take me down this a meandering path. I love it. Yeah. So you know, and then I, I'm getting to my junior year, and I'm mm-hmm. my junior year, and I'm looking for an internship after junior year, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to do something. You know, I can't just have these like security guard on my resume when I'm, for, <laughs> when, I'm when I'm going to uh, Jake Lord and Taylor when, yeah. when I'm going to when I'm going to Wall Street with my you know my my big dream right. you know they're not gonna they're not gonna go for this you know it's, um it's a tough sell it so, is a uh, tough it's tough to spin that yeah so I I was trying to get something a little more professional you know a real uh, internship and I, I still mm. couldn't find anything it was especially tough for that Montana because you know these recruiters they're not it's not alumni would network. They're not driving all the right. way to Montana for the career fair. You know, you got the, <laughs> right. you got the, I remember the most promising thing there was like the border patrol. Uh, oh, the border uh, patrol. I was like, eh, maybe, uh. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe You're like, Oh, this guy, he's got the, he's got the Canadian background. We can yeah, put him up there. He can straddle both lines. No, no, they were sending me to the Mexican border. I'm oh, sure. you're going to Mexico. Um, yeah, they sold it though. Oh, it's warm. It's tropical. It's warm down there. You're gonna love it. <laughs> so you almost it took it. You almost took the border patrol gig. Well, I wouldn't say. I actually went into the Navy recruiting office. <laughs> now, I was really, I was really thinking about doing that. Okay, if you have a degree, you could go in the Navy and be yeah. uh, an uh, go straight to the officer. But I, I, I don't know. I talked myself out of it because I had knee problems. I thought I wasn't gonna get the basic <laughs> training. Like I couldn't run at the time. I still can't. And. um so anyway, anyway, so lack of other options. I'm like, well, I got to do something. I can't go back and like do one of these, you know, the same thing again. Wait, hold on gotta, a second. I, now, did this, now, when you got hired as a security guard, did they know you could run? Because what if you had to chase down some Oh, but that's the thing criminal. is they don't want you to run. That's the worst. Oh, that's, that's the worst. They, they, want, they want like a meek, like someone's just oh. going to write it in a notebook. <laughs> They, you're more it's more of a deterrent i don't think you're oh gotcha okay do anything it's like I it's like when that. you put a sticker you know when you, you people can buy the adt stickers without yes. getting the, the alarm you're kind of like yes. a sticker we don't actually have a security system but we might uh, <laughs> it's enough yeah so you were the sticker yeah. of security guards yeah, 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 yeah. Just that's yeah. It's kind of like being that guy with standing with the sign, you know, like, something like that. Spinning. Don't steal, yeah. <laughs> the subway sign, but yeah. So um, 
and then I was like, I got to do something different. And I didn't get any, I got, you know, I got an interview or two and I didn't land any real internships. So yeah. I was like, I found this thing where I could go to China for six months and teach English. Like uh-huh. I had a friend, one of my friends was doing it and I was like, well, it's not what I was looking for, but it's at least an experience. And I hadn't yeah. traveled much. Hmm. And so I just kind of jumped in with the same kind of planning that I went into with Montana where I was like, <laughs> I kind of looked up the city, you know. What city and, was it? It was Shenyang, which like, I remember trying to look it up on online and probably mo- a lot more now, but I found like a, one YouTube video. I was like, oh, yeah. holy shit. But it's pretty big. It's like 8 million people, but it's kind of a, what do you call it, a second tier city. Gotcha. And um and I remember, yeah, I was just went there with no plan. I was just going to show up. I remember, I, I, you know, you should prepare. Everyone else is studying the language a little bit before they arrive. <laughs> I remember opening up the, the Lonely Planet, the language section on my the sixth hour of my flight. <laughs> and it's like you're reading the opinion, they call it, like the, trend, mm. the, like the kind of Romanized Chinese alphabet. And I can't even read the, obviously I couldn't read Chinese characters, but I can't read the translation either. So I, I walked out of there, you know, oh. landed, not knowing how to say thank you, goodbye, you know, nothing. Nothing. Completely ignorant. And no, no one there really, not many people could speak English. And if they oh, could, they had, they had never spoken and they were just embarrassed uh-huh. too. So maybe they like, they could write, they studied it, but like yeah. they're not going to communicate with you. So, um, but it was fun. I learned to speak Chinese. Wait, so you of, get like, they, wait, okay, but you get off the you get off the plane, and you don't speak a a word a, a letter of of Chinese. No yeah, one there really, really speaks the language. But <clears throat> is there a lot of English in, in the signage? Like, how did you how did you make your way from the airport to the to oh, your yeah, uh, yeah. to the, your hostel or wherever you were staying? Well, they, they had me figured out the level of uh, they did. No, they'll they'll they'll, they'll pick. They picked us all up, so it was like you had a handler. They, they, yeah, I, had a <laughs> I still need a handler, but <laughs> at that point, I had a handler. Yeah, I, I hope it when I really make it that I can hire a handler, <laughs> but um, not yet. Um, but no, they picked me up at the airport because it, it, it's just yeah. They and, had your um, name like they your name was like on a piece of paper. So because well they didn't there was so few, somebody could you know, speak, and somebody could speak English. Everyone's That's... Chinese. I mean, it's just or back then mm-hmm. it was just like everyone's Chinese. So you could just um, if you see someone who didn't oh. look Chinese, <laughs> yeah, you're like oh uh, you're the you're the guy. Yeah, hey you, you're the um, teacher. It would be and it was a and it was you know they were foreigners who were picking me up. They were like the people who worked there. Um, gotcha. And so there was, there was oh a few okay of us. okay okay so there's a yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, but like, like, where you, you you get there, you have a few of you who speak English, and then how do you like? How, do how you did get, I get around? How, how did I how'd survive? you get around? How'd you survive? Well, it was tough at the beginning. I mean, I started studying Chinese right away, which was awesome that my my school provided me with free Chinese That's language cool. lessons. Yeah. Yeah, and if they hadn't, I mean, maybe I wouldn't have gotten into it. But they really made it easy and encouraged you to. So I got around my roommate. They just set me up with some American roommate who was like great, great guy, mm-hmm. and he was super into Chinese and he spoke much better than me. And so at the beginning, we'd like take little trips around. He'd, mm-hmm. he'd take me around. Yeah. So in the in the northeast where I was living, they have their kind of own regional cuisine. Yeah, the the foods there are very regional. Yeah. But like, oh, um, I know that. 
and it's the kind of region that like i don't think their food gets exported very much like you'll see uh sichuan like a southern yeah. chinese restaurant in every city like all around but you'll never find a northeast restaurant and i don't know if that's because well, we can make assumptions on why, but I kind of like, <laughs> I do like the food or I was there long enough where I grew to like some, like really like some things like, yeah. like Guobao roll was my favorite, which was just like this, like, it was kind of like something you might find in American Chinese restaurant, but it was like <laughs> the rare Chinese, because you have the, you know, the Chinese food we serve here and then Chinese yeah. food in China and it's very different. And, um, for a while, actually, I wanted to open up an American-style Chinese restaurant oh, you in did. like Beijing. You did. That would, that would, and, but then I—that's like a TV know. show. It sounds like a TV show. Like I'm going to China. I'm going to open a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then, I, then I'm an I American. Was, I was on a date with some girl. I was talking to her about that um uh, that that idea a long time ago, and I, I thought it was a genius idea. And I was like, oh, "This would totally work." And she's like, "Oh yeah, my cousin did that actually." And she no like, way. Yeah, he, did, he did it in Shanghai and it was just, you know, it's, it's like serving the, it's kind of a novelty, like mm -hmm. either the, um, like American expats might, Oh, I actually missed the fake Chinese food. Can I get that? It's kind of a novelty. <laughs> and then I think there, there's a market for local Chinese because it's like, mm -hmm. Oh, what is this like bastardization of like our yeah, food right. that they created? Like it'd just be like a joke <laughs> to them. They probably won't go twice, but they might go once. Yeah. Yeah. You, you lose a bet. You got to go to Elliot's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 we'd make it fun i don't know they'd be fortune cookies right yeah, they, they don't they haven't even caught on to fortune cookies oh, i was gonna say are way, there for are there fortune cookies in the legit chinese restaurants no they're way behind us yeah they're mm. way behind us um but no now they surpassed you, us and everything i need to go back but maybe this is good this sounds like a good uh next venture for you Oh, the restaurant. But I know nothing about running a restaurant. It's like one of the main problems. I mean, did you know anything about being a security guard? Well, no. no <laughs> but I, mean, I, don't, I think that's the kind of job that you don't need. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry to any of the professionals out there that might be listening, but I thought it was pretty straightforward. You know, a cop, a cop there's training for that, you know, yeah, Border right, Patrol right. training for that. But, um, security card you just um you just gotta look intimidating and that's kind of just how i wake up i wake up in the morning, you know? <laughs> you're over your oversized suit now yeah. did you like so coach. so you you did this job for six months and now at some point i i seem to remember some story where you got like some nickname like you were called like lt gray or something which is not definitely oh. not the nickname because that's not chinese but it was something about a tiger yeah, or something. I, I, you know they they try to name you you know when you're in chinese class a lot of times and, and a lot of times they can't pronounce elliot very easily i don't think mm -hmm. it's an easy name to uh translate yeah. so they'd call me they'd call you names like uh you, you, like da, david will be like they'll call them da wei or something like that okay they, they yeah. translate to chinese characters and they tried to name me something like Ai Tu or something like that and i just thought mm. it was just thought it wasn't me it was a bit uh it's a little bit feminine i thought at the time maybe, maybe <laughs> what's I wrong what's wrong with that well okay well this was this was 11 years ago when i died and no such yeah. a conclusion mm. was where i wasn't you you're, know you're so woke, so woke as i am now yeah yes uh, right i just so learned that just, term so 
comfortable with my feminine side. Right. But no, I just say, you know, um, yeah, you know, security guard, you know, I need a little more, <laughs> a little more edgy, edgy name. Yeah, butch. So I only knew, you know, my vocabulary was limited and we maybe had learned tiger that day, which was like Lauhu. And then, and then, um, and then my friend there, my Chinese friend who was uh, also an English teacher there, he was like, well, you should be like, Wong, surname Wong. That's my surname. And mm. the tiger also has the tiger has kind of the symbol, the character for Wong on its forehead, which is really? kind of interesting. And then kind of in Wong also kind of means like uh, king. Uh-huh. It, it, um, so it kind of translates to you know Tiger King. So I but- was you know. I was really sold at that point. I, said, okay. I, went, I went into class the next day and she said, I, I said, no, it's Tiger King. Thank you. And um, it was awesome. Like everyone thought it was, I was a uh, buffoon. Like everyone like, would laugh so hard. But everyone, like anyone, anywhere where I'd meet, you know, people were super friendly in that city. There wasn't a lot of expats. Yeah. So it was great. You get to meet a lot of people and, you know, like, the play, you know, everyone would, oh, oh there's, a little, there's Tiger King. They were like laughing at me behind my back. But like <laughs> everyone knew who I was. It felt, felt So nice. you're, you're like a local celebrity with this name. Yeah. And then so for, the, for, the, for the sheer irony of it all. That it was a stupid, yeah, it was a stupid <laughs> name. But, and it, it wasn't a celebrity, but like the restaurant I would always go to. I knew the boss and he'd always be like, oh, and he'd sit down with me and, give me free food and stuff. No like way. That. So, so you actually got, you reap some benefits from this name. Did yeah, you no, like, I think did, did you I, walk I, a little, I, did you walk a little taller too? Were you like, you know, uh, I'm the tiger King. I'm going to be like a total, I'm a total bad. I, I think I did. I think, I think I became more, it's sad to say, I think I became more outgoing when I was there. Yeah. And it was just like, there's this like little kind of messed up thing where I think like a lot of expats, um, you know, Americans go there and they're just like mm. some ugly, you know, some guy like, you know, some like loser like me goes there. And all of a sudden, you know, especially in a city like that, there's not a lot of people like you. So people yeah. are interested to talk to you, to know who you are. And, mm. and people get a little more arrogant. I tried to not to like, you know, let it, you know, change who I am. But I think it, I think it did mm. make me more like outgoing. I noticed a little like change. That's really um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So usually, yeah, these people come back real, real jerks, but um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I spent—I don't know, geez—I spent like two and a half years there. Um, oh, so you were supposed to only go for six months, and you just extended. The Tiger King needed to stay <laughs> yeah, for another two years. So good. Had some modeling gigs, you know. Uh, <laughs> you did no wait. Okay, wait a minute. Is that serious? Why, why you lie? Why? Why? why, why <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could be a model. Anyway. I guess it's just a sheer novelty of someone oh, that looks it, it like you. A, it, it was, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a unique look. It's a right. face. Uh, I agree. <laughs> no, it was absurd. Like, so I, I did the six months and then I went back to finish up my undergrad and they had just started a Mandarin program at my college and I became, I took the class and I became oh. really good friends with the professor mm-hmm. and she put me on to this like Chinese government scholarship. And so I applied to, she was like, you should apply to this. It's like, you get free housing, you get a living stipend oh. and you can just study Chinese and like everything's free and you can just like do nothing, you just do whatever you want. And That's I was amazing. like, well, 
Yeah, and it wasn't like big money, but it was kind of, it was just yeah, enough to live on. Enough to live on, yeah. Yeah, and so I went back to Boston before I got accepted, and I was doing labor again. And what, what kind of labor I, were you doing back there? Oh, I don't even want to tell Did you. Did you show up? I was, <laughs> it was like delivering. Short answer was I was a truck driver. Okay. Uh, the the long answer was I was delivering party supplies. Okay. <laughs> so. The Tiger King. Stuff. You come back from China. And you're Tiger like, King. I'm the Tiger King, and you and you deliver party supplies. You're like, what? Yeah. You know, did, did you, you it, it, say to yourself, I got to make a change in my life? That was tight. Well, of course, yeah, it was uh, tight. Whoa, the pool job. Well, the pool sense. job was great too, <laughs> but it was yeah. I could t- I could go on about the pool job for a lot. Uh, that's another story if we have time. <laughs> but um, that one was funny. But anyway, so like. Yeah, I was doing like labor. I couldn't find okay. a job. I wasn't even getting interviews. You know, it was like just people people with finance backgrounds, you know, but with Building real backgrounds pools. were were well no, I didn't have a background, but they were struggling to find jobs. And I was someone yeah. with no no background. I just straight out of college and I wasn't really good at networking and I probably could have known a little bit more about how to look for a job. I I would have done mm. it differently. But yeah, I just had no luck. You know, then I get the offer to go over there and I was like, well, yeah, I, Here we go. definitely. I didn't need to think about it too much. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, it's funny. I show up and they got, uh, they hadn't built out the, the foreign students dormitory yet. Yep. And so they, they had us in a hotel and I was like, okay, this is getting better and better. You tell me uh, <laughs> living stipend. I'm in a hotel. That's kind of yeah, free like coffee. Them. Yeah, it's still my dream to live in a hotel. I don't know if there was free coffee. No, no, mm. no. But not even in the room. Okay. Yeah. So you're but, still your okay, still so, your dream. Still your dream to live in, in well, a hotel. Yeah. Well, it was a little interesting because you get in there, you got okay, I'm in a hotel, but you're sharing the hotel room. I, I don't know until I get there. <laughs> the hotel room with someone. Oh they man. With this uh this great Japanese fellow. Um <laughs> and really interesting we became friends but the problem was i don't speak japanese and he didn't speak a lick of english (laughs) he hadn't started studying chinese yet he studied chinese he was just getting started (laughs) the common tongue of chinese yeah so later on we could communicate clearly but like first couple weeks is like um you know you're living in a, a small hotel room with this with this guy he can't communicate with you and you're just you you're just yeah, point, no. pointing at things like yeah yeah there was a lot of um but i became friends with him and all his friends and uh yeah i actually made me hang out with his japanese dudes that year which was mm-hmm. which was fun and uh yeah no that that was like one of the most fun years of my life you know you're just studying you got no responsibility that's amazing and it's just like people from you know it's people from all over with the, under that mm-hmm. government scholarship program they got tons of people from russia and africa europe so yeah, wow it was cool it became very worldly it was just fun and it was like in this like smaller city you know um but but i yep. thought that made it more fun and um and then so, event but yeah go ahead, go ahead. i was gonna no, say no, now please. what so you gotta keep us on track here. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> you've hardly made it to 22 i mean i'm 47 <laughs> You get a long ways again. What's happening? What what happens next? <laughs> oh God! Well, um, I don't know. I'll leave some of it out. Yeah, but... you got to leave some of it out. Now, <laughs> you some but... at some point you get into you you, uh, you you get into engineering at some point, and is that what you're doing now? Are you doing some? Are you are you stuck with that? Yeah. So 
Yeah, when I was there, me and my father started this company. We got we we started doing. We invented this the the best drum tuner in the world, Kirk. You did, and um, and so that's how I transitioned. I left the program early. What was it called? This company with my father. Oh, Tunebot Drum Tuner, Tune-Bot.com. <laughs> Check it out. All right, it's awesome. It's awesome. We invented that. Uh, my my, still- my my dad did most of the engineering and. No wonder you're no wonder you're uh, off in Canada snowboarding. You got you yeah royalties from Tune Bot. Yeah, sometimes when we do well, they kick me a little change here and there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did that. I did that for a few years, but I was like working with my dad, and and uh-huh. we brought my brother on later, and then I got the nickname as Napoleon. Oh and, my gosh! Uh, another nickname. Was, Why did you get that nickname? Well, I think I think they were trying to tell me that I was a uh, bossy, you know, a little man, little man, bossy, telling people what to do. Because I, I gave myself the title of manager, but they didn't seem to respect. Could you believe that my father and my older brother did not respect that? I mean, <laughs> wait, so the title? They're calling Tom, you Napoleon Tom, too? Yeah, well, they were calling your dad's Napoleon. like, okay, Napoleon. It, well, behind my back, I yeah. did them, and yeah, Napoleon, blah, blah, blah. And then I started to notice that they're saying it a lot. And I was like, I think they're calling me Napoleon. And I, once I, they knew that I caught on, then they were calling me Bonaparte, as if I didn't know, like, Napoleon's last name, which I, maybe I didn't. But then once I caught on to that, and then it became Boney. And I didn't catch on for, to that for a while. I thought they were just calling me Skinny or something. I was okay with that. And then after about a year, I was like, hey, wait, wait, oh, I get Or I think my brother actually explained it to me. He's like, no, that's short for Bonaparte. <laughs> and then um, – But, God, you must have been a real dick. Well, sometimes those guys, you know, they step out of line. You know? <laughs> and, uh, but the guitar I, uh, tuner, what are they doing? How can they <laughs> – well, they weren't doing. They weren't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> They're surfing the wet. What you, no, they they were. They, I don't know. I, I think sometimes I'll reading. They're reading things. reading Harlequins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, to be honest, it got to the point where we were all like, the first year or two was really fun. We we got the product into like thirty countries and like a thousand stores, and it was doing really well, like right off the bat, and it was really exciting. But then by year three, we we're kind of like just doing as good as year one, a little better and kind of work, not as much work. And so like, you know, we, we, there was a lot of web surfing sitting around, still a lot of work, but like not as much. So that's yeah. kind of when I decided, you know, um, I, I got into web like coding and engineering through that. I just do little projects for them when we needed it. Uh, and then I was like, maybe mm-hmm. I could do this for a job. Mm-hmm. And then I was studying a little bit. And the next thing I know, I'm at your doorstep, Kirk. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you go from this guitar, you're doing some projects with uh, tune, tune dot, tune dash dot. Yeah, the hyphen's tough. I shouldn't have put that in the URL. They still give me a hard time. That was a tough decision. Ah, uh, bony, tune, putting, yeah. the, putting that hyphen in there. Yeah, that's small money he, stuff. He, Come on, yeah, guys. He you you, you got to buy out tune bot. Yeah, so it's uh, tune, <laughs> tune hyphen bot. Hyphen bot. Dot com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. The best drum tuner. All right. Gotcha. And, so now um, you did. So do you do? So you do a few years of uh, software engineering, and then, and then, uh, and now, and now, what, what are you doing now? Yeah. So like, I was, I had fun with the software engineering, but you know, it's like, it's like anything. You get, you're getting better and better at the beginning, and then, yeah. and then, yeah. I just wanted to learn something new, and uh, like, I was always interested in kind of like data and numbers like i'm mm. the kind of guy who would look at the bureau of labor statistics website for fun <laughs> um 
Phony. So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I was in, always interested in like data science type stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was always interested in Vancouver. Mm. Um, Why? So, well, cause it's, I think it's a unique city in that it's like, it's like a real city, but it's like so close. So in the outdoors, like it's yeah. surrounded by the mountains, mm-hmm. kind of like Seattle, but even better, yep. even better in terms of access to the outdoors. You're near Whistler, you're near Mount Baker. Mm-hmm. So like, like I realized in Montana, I can't, I love the outdoors, but I can't live in a small town. Mm-hmm. And I loved New York, but I did miss being able to like oh, you miss, yeah. on the weekends. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. this would be. So you're, I, living, I, you're living in Vancouver. You moved to Vancouver. I moved to Vancouver. I enrolled in this master's program and I'm studying uh, machine learning cool. and data science. I'm kind of hoping ideally maybe to land something like a, a, a machine learning engineer role. Uh-huh. But, um, but I'm totally open to like wherever it goes. Like I was enjoying the software development. Mm-hmm. If I end up kind of back in, you know, in some of these software development roles, they kind of straddle like data and machine learning too. Yeah. So worst case, I end up back in software engineering, which I'm totally happy with, but maybe I'll end up hopefully transitioning into like a little more machine learning. And it's just been fun to like be out here, be in a new place and learn. Wow. So you've been there, you've been to Vancouver how long? Well, I, so I visited here many times. Like, I, oh, I love studied. it so much. I was... I was coming out every winter just to snowboard, but I've only been here since August. Since the fall, yeah, it's since the fall. It's been raining the whole time. Gotcha. So, like, so then the goal is to get potentially get like a machine learning engineering position at a, at a company, a startup, or, or maybe not a startup, but maybe an established company, but that type of a role. And uh, and what and what will your nickname be in that type of role? You've had so many. Well. We'll let them decide. Yeah. Now, now, okay. So the one thing that we you haven't done yet, which I know you've wanted to do, aside from all these other myriad of jobs, high paying, low paying, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, etc., is I, I haven't you wanted to potentially do uh, do a little stand up comedy? Yeah. I really do, man. I've always loved stand up, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, every now and then someone would be like yeah you should you should do that like yeah and i just haven't i just got to do it i don't know i just gotta yeah maybe i don't know give me if i what did i tell you i told you if you if if i hadn't done it in a year give me a hard time yeah. i think this is about there you a go. year i'm giving you a hard so, time oh damn all right well <laughs> in three months yeah i should just do, i mean i don't care like I, I think part of my hesitation is like my kind of like i have some things like is it is it dark it's a little dark, but it's just a little bit revealing. Like, like you're putting yourself out there. Like, oh, totally. no. okay. And you're afraid of like of judgment or a judgment or like it's out there. You know, with the internet. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. You, you look go for viral. Ellie, you look for Ellie Ribner on there. There's only one Ellie Ribner. If my name was David Walsh or something, <laughs> you know, uh, sure, I'll do anything. Right. And you can put it under my name. You might post online. Maybe not, you should not to say. Maybe you should uh, go under uh, Elliot Rufiner, which is who I found when I was looking for you. Oh, well, I do have a suit. I, I do. Well, yeah, what's your, I, well, I don't know. If what's I your pseudonym? Oh. A pseudonym? <laughs> uh, I, sometimes this, is, a, this is in your Elio Rufiner. That's why I published my, my SoundCloud. You can check out my SoundCloud. That's where my boots oh. are at. Okay. Oh, nice. Do you wait? Do you use the do you use the drum tuner, the tune bot for uh, your beats? No, no, I saw. Oh, 
<laughs> sold out. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's just because I'm. I, I'm more. My music is. Um, I'm, I'm producing on my computer. You know, sometimes okay. I'll hook in a live instrument. Like I'm not mm -hmm. much of a guitar player, but you know, I'll, I'll hook in a digital keyboard, or sometimes I'll just do a sample of like a bass, a bass riff, yeah. bass guitar riff. You know, a little mm. something here and there. But I'm not recording live drums. Is actually like really difficult and i'm just like i'll just make beats on uh yeah pc or something you know like it's like old school hip-hop mm. so you've got this uh so you've got a youtube channel elio rubenstein or something to no, that no, no no that's that's soundcloud soundcloud baby. oh soundcloud it's on soundcloud okay yeah yeah, yeah. For, let's we'll, um, we'll check that out too okay so yeah. the last so then the last frontier for you maybe not the last frontier but the next frontier is the stand-up I mean, are there clubs in Vancouver? Uh, yeah, this is the thing. I've been thinking about this recently because I think I'm think I'm ready to jump in. I've been thinking about it more and yep. more recently. <clears throat> but I don't – I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> I, I am. I'm just, I'm just hilarious. But people don't seem to <laughs> really get it I think it you have here. to – I think <laughs> they don't get it out there. Is it, they don't get it out there. Yeah, They're, I don't know. They, they – they, um, yeah, I realize people are a lot different here, and I think mm -hmm. like I've, I've I've noticed that like I Cultural. I came in here thinking, hey, I'm I'm Canadian, you know, the, yeah. uh, I'm here, guys. What's up? <laughs> One of you, like uh, I don't know, yeah, get a little uh, obnoxious, get out obnoxious, but they'll smile. They they they're not like they're super polite, but um, I don't know how well received. I think I I think I would even drive down to Seattle. I have a good friend in Seattle. Oh yeah. If I want if, if I want to mm -hmm. start it out before I go back to New, I, I probably will end up back in New York. So I should mm -hmm. do it there. But if I want to start out before I go back to New York, I think I should go to do it in Seattle. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe I'll do a little gig in in Vancouver, but I I, I should. I think I think you got to be willing to like bomb, right? You got to be willing so to like, bomb. Yeah. So for me to be like, oh, they're not gonna like you here. Like if you really want to get into stand up. You know, I mean, I I could do it two ways. I would be happy to just do it as like, oh, yeah. I wanted to do that bucket list to do it. But if you really want to do it, you got to be willing to like bomb all the time and fail. Yeah, sure. And um, so maybe Vancouver is a great place for that. Well, I think you have to get to a place where it, if you're bombing, that you actually enjoy it. It's like yes, like get you know, like that. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. kind of even fuels you. Like maybe that maybe you know maybe obviously you're like okay, well that didn't work. I want to try something different, but maybe there's some kind of strange like it makes you laugh or feel joyful if you're, if yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. oh that was terrible yeah i mean that happens all the time I, I, <laughs> yeah i, say I do that all funny the time and i'm lying <laughs> sorry i'm laughing yeah and everyone's like oh, is he serious like, yeah, uh, yeah i, I love that bad. right i feel kind of bad for him what should we say um so yeah, maybe if I gotta just learn to enjoy it. You yeah, enjoy I think it. a real bomb is when you're like uncomfortable. You sense oh, that yeah. they don't like it, and then you're like, uh, freeze up. Now, do you have some? You have some material written. You got things you you know you like. You got some. You're comfortable with some stuff. Oh, uh, are you trying to play? I mean, I, I, I actually <laughs> no. I, I don't. I, I I I got a few things in my head. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I think I think I think if I wanted to do something in two weeks, I could like. You pull, pull together. together. Yeah. I, 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 I got like loose ideas here and there. Um, okay. You got anything well, formulated? I want to, I want to like, I, this is how I think we should close, close it out. If you have anything formulated. Now, if you don't, uh, no. we close it out on something else. Yeah. We close it out on something else. <laughs> Kirk. Let me, I'll really, that was your first, 
I'll um I'll uh, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for you. Do it do it for myself. And um, I don't know. Maybe I maybe mean you got like all these going I... well. I'll I'll have to record one of these sometimes and, and get them to you. It's gonna be you the should. thing is it's gonna be very foul and like the things you're gonna know about me. You're not gonna know. I <laughs> know those things about me, <laughs> but but you will. <laughs> but um, you've I feel like you've got all like a wealth of stories from all of your uh, like building pools and oh yeah yeah. Like, I, I you think can pull and draw on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I see it. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I, I, I'd like to be, I'm, I'm going to be the realest comedian out there. You know, I, all these guys are making just made up stories. I'm just going to come with some real stuff. I have ridiculous. Keep it real, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, anything else you want to, anything else you want to talk about before we close it out there, Elliot? Eli, Eliati, what was it? Elio, <laughs> Elio Rubenstein. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's what it's under. Uh, it's, it's junk music, but yeah, have fun, have fun with it. I, I, love, I, I just do it for myself. And I enjoy it. I'll do like a hip hop song here, a little house track. You gotta They're love fun. It. They're fun. Like hey, them. Yeah, th I will like them. Um, this is why I do this because you know I enjoy it and uh, it's fun. You know why not? Maybe maybe some people will get a laugh out of uh, your Bonaparte story. We'll see. Oh, okay, man. Well, dude. Uh, hey, it's been uh, awesome catching up. And yeah, and I gotta go to bed because I'm an old man and it's late. For and sure, for sure. If anyone is uh, taking advantage of their world, it is you, Elliot, because you you're doing all kinds of stuff and you're not done yet. <laughs>